Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So here we are combining two different elements of the show. Just talking about when do you start to get into the Christmas spirit, right? Like, when do you really start to think about Christmas? And when I think about Christmas... This is one of my go-to songs. But more so than it's one of my go-to songs, it is our next guest, go-to artist. He's a Mariah Carey, I think the kids call it a stan, I believe. But he is also a fantastic NBA writer for the Minneapolis Star Tribune. He covers the Minnesota Timberwolves. And his name is Chris Hine. And uh, Chris, first of all, happy Thanksgiving, man. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. You got it. Well, I, I told you I was going to have Mariah, and normally I had yes. uh, normally I had Honey, but I, I was just talking a little bit ago just about you know when do people get into the Christmas spirit? When do you really start turning the page from Thanksgiving to Christmas? Me, I you know my birthday is also uh, this time of year as well. November nineteenth uh, is my birthday, so. I, I kind of throw it all in together. My birthday, Thanksgiving, Christmas, this is about the time of year where I start to just lump it all in as one. And, you know, I, I can't help but start to play Mariah at least a little early, uh, a little earlier than Thanksgiving. So maybe maybe not like some people who wait till after Thanksgiving to start bumping the Christmas music. I do it a little earlier. Man, so you have like a whole birth Chris giving thing going on then. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Man. Uh, that that really gives a new term to uh, new meaning to the term "Happy Holidays" for you, dude. Wow, that's right, that's right. Well, but the good thing was when I was growing up, November nineteenth was just far enough away from Christmas that people couldn't double up your gifts. Ah, so they'd, yes. have, they'd have to give you one for your birthday and then one again for Christmas when you were growing up. So now that I'm older, I don't get gifts anymore. But you know. <laughs> When I was when I was eight years old, it was always nice. I know the the older you get, the that you're like, ah, okay. Well, I guess it's kind of cool, but yeah, it's it's not quite as cool as it used to be. Well, I know something that was cool last night is, is the wolves. I mean, I think they showed a little bit of chutzpah last night. Uh, you know, coming back and hanging with the heat, they kind of looked like they were buried in that second quarter. But that second half, when when Cat came back, played the entire second half, and took over. Beasley had a great game. I mean. Did the Wolves need that game last night? 
I don't think I don't think they needed it, but man, was it a, a, a step in the right direction? And, and I think obviously their biggest statement win of the year, given the circumstances, given who was on the other side of the floor, uh, given that cat was in foul trouble the entire first half. And you know, I, I think the biggest I think the biggest thing for me that that I've noticed over this five game win streak here, and it was my biggest question coming into the season was how was this team going to be defensively this year? You know, this is my fourth season covering the Timberwolves, and they've always paid lip service to wanting to be better defensively, but it it just has never really happened, right? This is the first time I felt like maybe they have a chance to actually be a decent to good defensive team. That's the first time I felt this in four years on the beat. Now, is it going to be as consistent every night as it has been the last five games? Maybe not. And we'll see how the the Patrick Beverly injury progresses here, but I think that there's finally a commitment and a and a desire to be good on the defensive end of the floor. And I think that that for me is the biggest takeaway of this last week or so, um, and and last night included. Yeah, it seems like with that and the wanting to play defense a little bit more, it's attitude and effort is what I've always you know been told it it is and. I know a lot of you know a lot of praise goes on Ant Beasley and everything, but but I, I thought Jared Vanderbilt over the past you know five games has been just an absolute. He's been a Tasmanian devil. He has been everywhere and anywhere, and I, he's been as important to this team as anybody. He is, I think, a very good complementary player to to what this roster is trying to do. He and one of the things that I remember Chris Finch talking after. They uh, they re-signed him over the summer, and Finch kind of revealed some secrets. It was like, you know, we have some metrics that show just how valuable a guy like Vanderbilt is, and you know, he's like, frankly, we were all worried that other teams were going to catch on to some of these metrics because he extends possessions, that he gets steals. He, you know, he is such a good rebounder that that he either prolongs the Wolves' possessions or helps end opponent possessions, and. There's there's value in that, even though he he doesn't score and he's not, you know, a skilled offensive player, and you know you kind of have to hide him on that end of the floor. But when the shot goes up, I don't, I don't think there's anybody else on the team you'd rather have on the floor than Jared Vanderbilt trying to find his way in there towards the basket to prolong a possession. I, and I think you know you look at the box score, and I think the other night in New Orleans is a good example of this. You know, he he'll end up with me, let's say four, five, six offensive rebounds, right? But that, that, that doesn't take into account the number of times that he draws a foul when he's trying to get an offensive rebound, the number of times that he creates a loose ball that ends up going out of bounds off of the other team that keeps the possession there. So I, I, you can even look at like kind of those, those offensive rebound numbers, and, and usually every game he has at least a couple more on top of the offensive rebounds that he gets that prolong possessions. So you, you you look at that, and if you watch the and the eye test, just shows you like he, he's very good at that. He's a very good defender. Patrick Beverly raved about him the mm-hmm. other night. Um, said he had no idea how good Vanderbilt was as a defender. And I think you're seeing that over the last week, just how valuable he is to this group of guys. <laughs> Every good team has to have players that. No offense to the Rock, they, they need to know their role. I mean, every you can't have everybody trying to do the same thing. And I, I remember seeing something about you know Patrick Beverly 
holding everybody accountable at the beginning of the year saying, what's your role? What's your role? And, and do you feel like the guys are starting to settle into their roles and trying to figure out how they all fit in terms of pieces to the puzzle? It feels like it. And, and I think that even includes some of the bigger names on the team, right? I think early in the year, and Chris Fincher said this, I think Edwards, Towns, and Russell, I think – really wanted to get this team off to a, a, a fast start and, and really show that they're turning the page. And so I think offensively, all those guys are trying to force stuff. And that's why the offense looked as, as disjointed as it was for the first maybe two weeks of the season. But I think as, as the games have gone on and they've settled in, everybody's just playing their role now. Like, like if you, you know, you don't have to force anything on the offensive end of the floor. The ball, if you're open, the ball will get to you. You know, that, that's kind of been their mantra over the last uh, maybe six, seven games here, is don't try to do too much. Just do your mm-hmm. play your role. And then I think that's, that's, that's finally hit home, I think, after the start to the season where they were maybe trying to force things a bit. Don't try to play outside of yourself, and, that, and that's the big three included. Just do what, you, what you're supposed to do. Do what the defense is giving you, what the game is giving you, and, and things should work out okay. And, and I think they've, they've done that over the last week, so, week or so. Talking with Christopher Hine. He is the uh, Timberwolves beat writer for the Star Tribune. You can follow him on Twitter at Christopher Hine. Christopher and then Hine, H-I-N-E. You know, everybody's talking about the ant dunk from last night, the dunk that wasn't. And, you know, that's going to be one that's going to go down, you know, with full Wolves fans as, as just being, you know, a, a holy cow moment. I really thought one of the moments last night, Chris, was when Ant had the ball. Jimmy Butler ripped it away from him and, and Ant just walked over to him and, you know, kind of went mano a mano. And we, we don't see things like that from this Timberwolves team. I don't, I don't want to say they're getting a little bit more of an edge, but it seems like they're growing up a little bit and, and maybe just not being so passive when being confronted like that. Cause I, I know fans have a, you know, this, this hate, hate relationship with Jimmy Butler, but I mean, cat was the only one that was here when Jimmy was here. I mean, nobody else really has a beef with him, but it just seemed like, like Ant last night was just willing to, to step up when challenged. And I think there's a little bit to Ant wanting to stick up for his teammate, too. You know, I, I remember last year after they played in Miami and microphones caught uh, Jimmy and Carl kind of jawing at each other late in that game. Uh, late uh, After the game, we had a, a, the Zoom press conference, and, and one of the questions was directed towards Carl um, about that kind of little mix-up that they had. And Ant interrupted the question and started answering it for Carl and basically like <laughs> sticking up for him during that, during the questions. And he basically said like, Oh, it's just grown men playing basketball. Of course, they're going to be talking, talking stuff out there on the floor, you know, like it's just how it is. And, and I think you kind of saw that last night and, and, and you know, one thing we've learned about Ant uh, in his year plus as, as a Timberwolf, he's not afraid. He's not afraid of anybody or anything. He's not afraid of any moment. He's not afraid of any name out there on the floor. Uh, he, <laughs> I think you saw that in that moment last night. And I read what he I wasn't there last night. I was off for, for Thanksgiving. Um, but I read what he said last night after the game. It was just very, very ant-like. It's like, just just chill, man. Like, the ball's going to get back to the referee, whether you, you grab it from me or I give mm-hmm. it to the referee. Like, 
just chill. It's fine. Like, <laughs> and, and I, th- very, I think a very ant response. And I think fans just fans love that attitude. Like we haven't seen that sort of, uh, of aggressiveness since Kevin Garnett, and because and, uh, I can't remember the last time they had a player that was willing to to step up to anything like that. Yeah, and and you know, like I said, this is this is who this is who Ant is, and I think this is why you see this this town and or this state and this fan base has gravitated towards him so so easily in in this last year. It's it's because of his very carefree attitude, his his upbeat attitude, his won't back down kind of attitude, and, and you know it, the thing with him is I feel like. A lot of it, it comes off as authentic. It really does come off as who he is as a person, and I think that's why so many people have gravitated towards him. It seems like the days of you know one of the knocks on Ant coming into the the draft was we heard the speculation. Well, you know he he doesn't really love basketball. He's not one of these gym rats. And man, it, it seems like the the talk and that conversation was just so overblown at the time, and it seems so far in the rearview mirror now. <laughs> it really does. You know, it's funny, you know, when you go through the draft process and, and everything gets put under a microscope and, and blown up, he gave one quote to ESPN and maybe he was having a bad day, right? And all of a sudden he gets stamped as being somebody who doesn't love basketball, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you could you could fall into that smoke screen if you want. Um, you know, even if you look at a guy like Jaden McDaniels uh, on the roster too, he was labeled as as kind of a hothead because he came out of Washington with a bunch of technical fouls his first year. And I remember talking to Jaden a few weeks ago about that. And he was like, I, you know, he's like, this is not me. He's like, I was going through a, a little bit of a rough time, but he's like, basically like that, that's not who I am as a person. Like people could have bad days. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that's who they are in the long run. Um, but you know, it's, it's funny, you know, that quote, seeing Ant play this last year, uh, that seems like the furthest thing that, that he doesn't care about basketball or that he doesn't love basketball. All right, one last question for you, Chris. Now, this team, they've had that four-game losing streak, and now they're on this five-game winning streak, and the, the win over the Heat, impressive. I think they've had some really impressive performances during this five-game run. Do we know who the Timberwolves are right now? Are they... Are they that team that lost four? Are they the team that's won five? Or is the truth somewhere in the middle? Yeah, and this is a very reportery answer. I, <laughs> I would say it's probably somewhere in the middle. Um, you know, they, they've had, I think they've had the fortune of, of having some good health early in the season here. Um, and that's helped them build this five-game win streak. You know, you know, knock on wood that everybody stays healthy and never want to see injuries. Um, but injuries are a part of the NBA, and we'll see if, if any adversity hits them uh, in that department going forward here. But I think I think you could be very encouraged by what's happened over the last five games because I just I feel like their commitment to defense is real. And like I said, maybe they're not going to be a, a top eight, top ten defense for the rest of the season, but I, I don't think that they're going to be a, a bottom five defensive team for sure. They'll, they'll at least be middle of the pack or better, I feel like. And I think the offense is starting to figure it out. There's going to be nights where they're not going to shoot the ball well, um, and that's going to happen. But you saw last night, you saw against New Orleans, that with a guy like Jared Vanderbilt, he can help make up for some of that on the floor. 
Um, and I think it's going to be an interesting year. I, I, th- I feel like that they are in very solid position to make the play-in tournament at the very least. I think that they are uh, that they've proven this last week that they are at least much better than the bottom four or five teams in the Western Conference. So I think you you at least have that going for this team that they're going to take a step forward, barring good barring health. Uh, into the playing tournament this year, and then we'll see what happens after that. He is Christopher Hine. He is the Timberwolves beat reporter for the Minneapolis Star Tribune. You can follow him on Twitter, at Christopher Hine. Chris, appreciate the time, man. Happy Thanksgiving. Appreciate you taking a little bit of time on the holiday. And uh, I, I know we'll be in touch. We'll have you on the shows uh, sooner rather than later. Sounds good. Anytime you need me, glad to help. All right, there he is, Chris Hine. He does a really good job. I mean, we are blessed with some really good media in this town, and yeah, Chris is as good as it gets. Again, you can follow him on Twitter at Christopher Hine, and also check him out at uh, StarTribune.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 